0: this diet has made a difference in us even being able to travel and Mm -hmm. so of course we're going to stick with it because I myself having been now gluten-free for a couple of years know when I get some gluten and how badly I feel and the last thing I want is to feel that way on vacation oh nothing worse than being sick when you're away from home and the Mm -hmm. same is true for my child And so we're gonna stick with it. We're not gonna fudge it. And people are always like, well, you have to live a little, you're on vacation.
1: Absolutely not. Welcome to the Soaring Child Podcast, where parents of children with ADHD learn tips and tricks to help their child soar at home, at school and in life. We feature interviews with experts, medical professionals and parents just like you who are learning how to reduce adhd symptoms using food and other natural strategies because children with adhd deserves to soar just like every other child i'm your host dana Kay. hello parents this is dana k here with another edition of the soaring child podcast first off i just want to express how grateful i am for each and every one of you you know, today's exploration of ADHD and the efficacy of natural approaches would be absolutely meaningless without listeners like you to benefit from them. If you're here, I trust you're finding value that you're enjoying these discussions. And for that, um, I have a really small, but a really impactful request. So please take a moment to like this episode Hit the subscribe button or the follow button on the podcast uh, or the follow subscribe button on YouTube, wherever you're listening to it, and share this podcast far and wide. When you do this, it may seem so simple, but it really does have a massive impact It helps us reach new families, new parents, new caregivers who are really searching for answers in the complex world of ADHD. So your support really doesn't just boost our reach. It really just fosters community. It fosters understanding. And most importantly, it fosters hope. So if you've ever been on the road or taken a family vacation and know that finding meals that align with specific dietary needs can be a little bit of a puzzle. Uh, This is especially true for families managing ADHD, where a diet free from gluten and dairy and, and other inflammatory things can make a significant difference in symptom management. So How do you maintain that balance when you're away from the comfort of your own kitchen? That's the question we'll dive into today. And I'm thrilled to have with me once again, the creator of the popular YouTube channel, Five Hungry Travelers, who has turned the art of finding gluten-free and dairy-free meals on the go into a captivating journey of culinary discovery. So together we're going to explore practical tips and strategies to making, you know, travel less stressful and more enjoyable, which is what we want for those families who are prioritizing health conscious choices. So stick around as we delve into this flavorful world and offer you hope and encouragement uh, and so you guys can enjoy your travel without compromising on dietary restrictions. So my guest Laura has worked for years in the travel industry before starting her own business as a birth doula and learning the importance of listening to our amazing bodies when they tell us what they need. So When her oldest child needed to adapt his diet to manage his ADHD symptoms, their whole family learned to trust their bodies and heal themselves through a gluten-free and dairy-free diet. But the love of travel did not stop there, so they developed an approach to take their diet on the road and continue their family adventures around the world. Now she shares this expertise on her YouTube channel, five hungry travelers to help families confidently travel with kids with dietary restrictions. So now it's time to welcome Laura Falzon to The Soaring Child. Hi, Laura. Thank you once again for joining us. Thank you so much, Donna. Well, welcome, welcome. I loved loved having you on last time. And so I really can't wait to dive into this episode because it is one that many people struggle with or feel that it's going to be, you know, an insurmountable task. So, but before we sort of dive into the the nitty gritty of it, you know, I know you've been on the podcast before. So listeners, just if you didn't hear Laura, please go back and make sure you listen to the first episode with her on preparing for the holiday season and family gatherings while being on a low inflammatory diet. But Laura, can you quickly tell listeners a little bit about how Five Hungry Travellers came to be?
0: Definitely. Uh, we before we were five hungry travelers, we were just a family dealing with a child who was unhappy and out of sorts and dysregulated because of his ADHD and all that being exacerbated mm-hmm. by the things that he was eating, the things he was exposed to, and that his poor little body was dealing with. And uh, we healed that. With the help of Donna um, and being part of the ADHD Thrive Method program um, and walking with that community through step-by-step on finding all of the things that we could do to support him better and get him into a really good place. And um, I, you mentioned I was a birth doula. I got into that because I was so passionate about teaching other moms what I've learned. And so when, uh, we had done this to, to help my son, uh, my husband again said, so are you going to keep teaching other moms what you learned? You're going to start a YouTube channel. And I was like, I don't think I, but, um, I said, okay. And I made the first video and here we are over hundred videos later,
1: <laughs> really
0: enjoying the journey and, and, and the fact that it's building a community because, this diet is one that can feel isolating and it taking taking us all the way back to before we were on the diet having a kid with ADHD can feel isolating mm-hmm. and so to find a resource for community like YouTube has been so invaluable and we hope we can foster that for other families
1: oh that's beautiful now just tell the listeners how your son is doing today <laughs> he's doing quite well we got we got a
0: we had a teacher stop us just this week and say He's doing so well leading. He he was really really kind to the smaller kids at school this week, and we brought him in to show him, um, to show the younger kids, um, some some of the great ways that he was behaving and helping out. And mm. just, he's an example of good <laughs> behavior now. Uh, I, know, I know, I know you.
1: It's like it's like night and day, and it's it's like you still sometimes like for myself. Uh, I mean we've been on this journey for years, and my son has been. Like he's 13 and a half now, but then I still pinch myself to go, like we were dealing with all of those meltdowns and those tantrums and the mm-hmm. hyperactivity. And I and then I look at him. I just shared on Instagram he's doing football, but I shared on Instagram yesterday like a photo of him holding his football helmet and in football. I'm like, and look at him now. He's like a citizen. Um, He's still a 13 and a half year old boy, but but I still pinch myself and I just still I can't believe that. Well, that's amazing. Now let's dive into the nitty gritty of what we're here to talk about. You know, what are some of those common challenges that people face when trying to sort of find gluten and dairy free options on the road? Well, so
0: first off, when
1: you go on the road with your child and you still
0: have these recollections of what travel looked like with an ADHD kiddo, um, you're already going into it with some anxiety. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, we're a whole culture that carries some anxiety around travel. A lot of people between flights and am I going to book something wrong? And is my trip going to go south and spend all this money for nothing? You layer that on top of it and you think this is just making it harder. Let me tell you right now, your diet is making this so much better, so much more manageable because you're going to go from having a kid that had sensory overload at Disney World to a kid who has joy and soaks it all in at Disney World. Like I have seen a kid who could not walk through a museum before and I thought he's going to break priceless artifacts <laughs> to reading what's written on the plaque and telling us what he finds interesting about it. And it, I, I will also give some credit to him growing up a little bit, but This diet has made a difference in us even being able to travel. And Mm -hmm. so, of course, we're going to stick with it because I, myself, having been now gluten free for a couple of years, know when I get some gluten and how badly I feel. And the last thing I want is to feel that way on vacation. (laughs) Oh, nothing worse than being sick when you're away from home. And the Mm -hmm. same is true for my child. And so we're going to stick with it. We're not going to fudge it. And people are always like, well, you have to live a little. You're on vacation. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst piece of advice. So we're going to go find places to safely eat. Um, we tend to stick to large common travel destinations when we're kind of intermediate level we've
1: Mm -hmm. you know we've got explain that intermediate level like what do you mean when you when you say that
0: so we've been on the diet for a while at home we know how to eat gluten and dairy free but we're just first learning how to do it outside the home Mm -hmm. we're gonna pick a place that has a good track record um cruise lines tend to have a pretty good track record Disney World has a very good track record um places where you can find a resource where um, there's a whole community of gluten-free folks, usually on Facebook, but there are other online communities that can tell you here are the menus and here's what we had, and you can plan your whole trip before you go and have a pretty good idea of what you're gonna eat. Um I would say more advanced level is going somewhere that's not pre-packaged. I assume even um some all-inclusive resorts
1: would be similar. Yeah. Um but so I will just say I'm at that advanced level, as you can imagine. (laughs) Uh, And we just, uh, over the summer, went to Africa and we were on safari and we were in the middle of nowhere and we did fine we stuck with our diet so you know don't try to go to Africa when you're just learning to be gluten and dairy free uh stick to those so you know what you're saying and I think that that's like the best piece of advice is stick to the areas that you know that you can do it much easier than you know we don't even think about it anymore so it's not even it doesn't even come into our consciousness I don't even I didn't even plan uh anything when we went away because I know what I know. Uh, So I I love that piece of advice.
0: Yeah. When, when we travel, especially domestically, we plan so much of it out in advance and we've now reached a point where we are traveling internationally. And Mm -hmm. um, there are some cultures that are so much better at this than us, that it's really easy when you go there. We just got back from Israel and everything was just the most beautiful fresh veggies you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And you said gluten free and they were like, no problem. Here you go. Yeah. Um, extremely vegan friendly. So cutting dairy was no problem. But we've we we were in Spain this summer, we were in France this summer. We've been to stops where we thought, oh no, it's another language, it's a totally different culture. And turns out they know their stuff. Well,
1: That's <laughs> and, great. And it, it was easier than I I ever expected. Well, I mean, my next question was actually going to be: How do these challenges change when you're traveling internationally? They actually change for the better. So, <laughs> by the a sounds lot of, of times,
0: it. they do. the The best thing I did though was to get a um a translation card mm. that does say gluten free, and here's some of the things that might contain gluten. There there are a few resources online for getting some of these cards that, that will say I'm gluten-free, I'm dairy-free in whatever language of where you're going. That's so really that people reason. know, mm-hmm. you know, just cause I say dairy-free doesn't mean it includes butter It mm. include, you know, so that they think about the other sources that might contain something you shouldn't have.
1: Yeah. That's a really good piece of advice. Um, uh, and, uh, so, uh, Get that card, and I'm sure you can find cards like that on on um, uh, Etsy and probably even Amazon have them, or you can c- create your own. Uh, Pinterest I, probably has a number of yeah. examples. Or
0: find them and screenshot them and just hold up your phone. But if you have the oh, um, physical card, you can give it to a server who can take it back to the chef.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um. That said, whenever I'm traveling in the U.S. or a place where the staff is, is speaking English, I often ask to speak to the chef. Mm.
1: Um,
0: Get your information from the source. Yes. So if you're doing that intermediate level of uh, domestic travel, I strongly recommend that you practice before you go what you need to say to keep your family safe. So if you know you're the expert in your child, you know if you need to have a dedicated gluten-free fryer, or if you are sensitive to cross-contamination to the extent that they need a separate prep space, things like that, and figure out what you need to say and, and decide, can I relay this to a server or do I need to speak to a chef? Mm. Can, um, And, and then practice, practice saying, would it be all right if I spoke to a chef about our needs? And so that you don't say it in a way that they think they're in trouble and, and, Uh, The more you practice it, the more you really kind of finesse the delivery.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that's great. Uh I will say, you know, what what Laura's probably referring to with the cross contamination and uh dedicated areas doesn't apply to a lot of people. Uh, you know, if you've done lab testing, you should have an idea of how sensitive they are or if they're, you know, on the track to celiac or if they've got celiac or a gluten allergy. So, you know, generally you have to be a lot more careful with that cross contamination and de- dedicated fryers or dedicated prep space so that's a really good piece of advice uh so you know we we started sort of delving into uh, having that conversation with the rest restaurant staff you know so practicing i mean mm-hmm. it's such a simple thing you wouldn't I wouldn't even come into most people's conscious to practice what you're going to actually say yeah. do you have any other sort of tips to, for you know effectively communicating dietary restrictions to restaurant staff i
0: i really want to encourage folks not to be apologetic Mm. and afraid to speak up we're so afraid of being a hassle being a bother um so many people who work in food industry specifically in hospitality and in tourism they love to make their guests happy they're there to serve you it's their job they've built their whole career about around it so so give them the opportunity Mm. and um I've seen some chefs and some servers that are just thrilled to make your day with something that they, you know, surprise you with that that suits you. And so don't be afraid, take a deep breath and speak with confidence about what you need. It's not, you're not a bother to ask for things that won't make your child sick or dysregulated. And then when they do bring out your food, especially if it's a, a restaurant that's using, um, a delivery person that's not your server, make sure they repeat it back to you. Make sure they double check that they picked up the right item. Um, at Disney World, they put little allergy sticks, toothpicks in your in your food so you know you got the right one. Um, and so we always wanna double and triple check that they didn't accidentally bring us the wrong thing. So repeat it back. Repeat it back when I'm placing the order and then repeat it back when you're serving it to me, please.
1: Donna Kay here, host of the Soaring Child podcast. I want to share the biggest ADHD myth with you today. The only effective way to reduce ADHD symptoms is through medication. Total myth. That is not the truth. So here is the truth. It is possible to reduce ADHD symptoms using only natural strategies I've seen it in my own son and in over a thousand other children with ADHD that I've worked with. And don't worry, it's not as overwhelming as you might think. I created a free guide called the ADHD Symptom Reduction Tool. This guide will show you exactly how to begin reducing your child's ADHD symptoms naturally without stress or confusion. I break it down for you into three actionable steps that you can actually start doing today. When you put these steps into practice in your home, you will start seeing results fast so you can help your child thrive and you can bring back peace to your home. No more challenging ADHD symptoms that dictate the mood of your house. Just happiness and a true enjoyment of your child. Your child will finally thrive and become all that you knew he or she could be. So go to adhdthriveinstitute.com Forward slash tool to get your free guide and get started reducing your child's ADHD symptoms naturally today. That's adhdthriveinstitute.com forward slash tool. Yeah, very, very, very good tip there. Um so where, you know, if you're going to a new destination, uh, where do you go to find information about eating with these dietary restrictions in, you know, in the location that you might be visiting for the first time?
0: We have really good luck with starting off our, our broad brush strokes of planning our vacation, both like what museum are we going to and where are we going to eat? Um, by searching on YouTube for videos of that destination. And then we'll start doing find me gluten-free searches, Google searches. Um, There becomes a real skill to reading a Google review or even a find me gluten-free review for someone who is reviewing for this food is good versus this gluten-free protocol is good (laughs) to make sure they really know what they're talking about when they get gluten-free. So especially if I'm reading a review and someone says, I have celiac, and I ate here safely. Oh, that's a good place. I know. Yes,
1: you do I know. know that that's a good place if someone has celiac and they were fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can. I love being really confident going to a place because you got firsthand account. Yeah. Um, and so then from there we we um, we also found, thankfully, with the rise of of influencers, some really good Instagram accounts and things that are specific to areas. When we went to Israel, we found one account of a English speaking Israeli who was who had celiac. And we basically planned a full trip of Israel based on her Instagram. (laughs) Oh,
1: (laughs) yeah, we're so lucky these days. I mean, there's so many tools out there that can be used. Uh, uh, I remember from your last episode, you actually said join a local Facebook group for people eating gluten dairy-free in that area. And I thought that that was such a great idea because you can post questions. If you guys want Italian, you can post into that group, hey, any great local Italians that really are great for gluten and dairy-free meals. And so I think that that was a great tip. So just to recap, and for listeners, if you uh, have your pens and paper, write it down. We've got the Find Me Gluten-Free app. Uh, local Facebook groups that specialize in gluten and dairy-free, follow uh, influencers online that uh, specialize in eating gluten-free or a celiac, and Google, YouTube, they're all great sources. Like, I mean, there's lots of them there. God, could you imagine back in the day when the internet wasn't around, uh, now we've got all the resources at our fingertips, tick, ticks, fingertips come (laughs) on Dana now what are some of the tools you travel with in case your meal options don't go as planned
0: we had this happen actually we recently traveled internationally without the kids thankfully and the meals on the flight were a disaster Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we thought we would have some unhappy angry kids on this flight if they were with us So when we went to Israel and um, had the kids with us, we made sure I packed a full on cooler (laughs) of food with sandwiches and things that would get us through. Um, We learned that the TSA guidelines allow you to bring a a cooler bag with an ice pack as long as it's fully frozen solid. If it starts to thaw at all, they make you toss it. Um, And we packed a few different things. We had um, some instant oatmeal, some overnight oats uh, chia pudding packets that we Mm. made when we got on the flight so they were ready when we woke up
1: on our red eye. (laughs) Awesome. That is such a great idea. I've actually never done that before. Uh, That that would have worked perfectly when we had gone to Africa. I wish that I had organized this episode prior to that. So thank you for that. You learn something new every day.
0: Yeah. We also found um, some individual oat milk powder packets that Mm -hmm. you just add water to and you have oat milk. Um, and so I, mo- for the most part, the snack aisle in Whole Foods and Trader Joe's will get you there, but you can only eat so many granola bars before
1: you're like, I agree, I know. no more you're granola
0: bars. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, no, they are great tips. And so, you know, it sounds like, um, really good tips for flying and even good tips for, for driving. Are there any other sort of, you know, tips or tricks that you have when you are flying, you know, is it, is it, is it? can it be tricky also what about the airport
0: we are really impressed with what a lot of airports are offering these days some of those specialty brands that we are excited to track down we randomly find in airports Mm. so um give them give them a chance give them a a try um and a lot of airports also these days are starting to offer little packets of olives little packets of hard-boiled eggs pickles things that i'm like oh it's vegetable adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's pretty simple, yeah. fairly whole food mm-hmm. items. Um and so we will go buy a bunch of those items before our flight. Um we haven't had that much luck with entire meals. So a lot of people will say pack snacks just in case, but honestly airports have snacks and these days a few of the airlines are starting to have Um, safe snacks. We had gluten-free, dairy-free granola bars on Delta and United recently. Mm -hmm. And um, the snacks are good. It's the meals where the only thing on the tray that we could eat was the fruit cup. And so it was more important for us to pack meals if it's a long enough flight.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I agree there. Look, I I, I generally find that domestically, like within America, um, because they don't give the meal anymore, you don't sort of put a preference of what meal it is, they're they're hard to find gluten and dairy-free on the actual plane uh when you go international you will uh, be able to uh, put on your booking gluten and dairy free and they will do the meal for you gluten dairy free so international is actually a lot easier traveling than it is um locally uh but if if the if the flight's long enough you know as if you're going East Coast to West Coast then definitely bringing some food in a cooler like Laura suggested with that ice pack because the TSA allows it uh is is a really good way to approach it now what are some of your favorite places to go your favorite destinations um to visit on your family's gluten-free dairy-free diet
0: well we are really really avid cruisers we cruise a lot um and we were worried when we changed our diet that we wouldn't be able to cruise anymore but the reason that it works and it works well is because often you're eating with the same wait staff every night. Mm. And so once they figure out what your needs are, they anticipate it with the coming meals. And a lot of times um, you'll even place your order for your meal the night before, and you can ask for things that aren't on the menu. Say, you know, I see that you're serving chicken fingers tomorrow night. And is there any way a chef could figure out how to make those for my child gluten-free? And they have a whole day to figure it out for you. And so a lot of times they will make things just for you if you ask and you develop a rapport over the course of your sailing. And so that has become a really great resource. We've done Royal Caribbean. um, We've had great luck with Disney Cruise Line. And just recently my husband and I went on Virgin Voyages and they were Deller with food. Unfortunately, they don't allow kids. So if you want to go unfortunately or fortunately, fortunately. <laughs> I mean mom and dad get away once in a while. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but the, the food options were so great. So if you um are looking for options, I recommend all three of those brands. Uh we also do Disney a lot. Um Disney World in Florida is hands down the best. California um has uh, options but not as many options and we're getting ready to go to Disneyland Paris and we'll let you know again I joined a Facebook group they're giving me tips but I think I'll mostly enjoy eating around Paris
1: <laughs> yes and I um, uh, now that you've brought up Disney I I probably should get you back for a 30, uh, episode just on Disney, because I think that we could like spend probably an hour talking about just Disney, but they are amazing. Don't be scared by Disney. Uh, yeah, Laura has some great videos on her YouTube channel about that. If you're going, going soon, check it out. Uh, but I will have to get you back, Laura. Uh, sorry about that. Just telling you in advance. Um, no worries. <laughs> yeah, look, I think, I think, anywhere that does um, all you can eat. Um, Like Mexico, we went to Mexico and they were amazing. And honestly, most things can be made gluten and dairy free. Honestly, uh, it's not that hard. And as you get more advanced, you'll realize that. But Don't tackle hard places until you get to that point. It does become your normal life. Uh, I remember back in the day when, you know, Laura started with me. It was probably like as as does everyone. They're coming like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I've got to take this out. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? I'm like, don't worry. You'll be sitting here in 10 or 12 weeks' time and you'll be going to all the newbies. Don't worry, it becomes your new normal. It becomes part of your life. Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you go from overwhelmed
0: I can't possibly do it it's too hard to I can do it and I feel better
1: like mm-hmm. it's so worth it it's so <laughs> worth it it's so worth it I know yeah. well you know one last question before we finish up what would you say to a family who is feeling scared to really take their new diet on a family trip for fear they will undo all the hard work and progress they've made
0: well I mean we talk sometimes about. How ADHD kids thrive on routine.
1: Mm -hmm. They need
0: solid sleep. They need good opportunities to detox when they get exposed. And I think it's important to remember all those things are still true on vacation. Mm -hmm. So as much as you can find structure to your days that, um, they can anticipate as much as you can let them know what the plan is for the day and the next day so they can anticipate it. Um, And, and tons of sleep and opportunities for detox are great. So as much as we can swim in the ocean, or if they have saunas where we're going, you better believe we're getting in saunas and my kids drink double the water we would normally drink when we're on the road. So that if they do get exposed to things, because things happen, at least they'll flush that out quickly and easily. Nothing you're going to do can't be undone. Mm -hmm. Um, And because you're going to go to places where people are are trying to help you have a great vacation, I want you to know that there are people who are making it their job for you to have a good time, and they want to help you have a good trip, and you're not doing that alone. So find other families that can give you advice, and then be really excited when you find those service individuals who are like, yeah. I got you. I'm. I'm going to take care of you guys and let somebody else take care of you for a while. It's not. It's not the vacation you used to have, where mom said I don't have to do dishes or do any food. I'm checking out because there's still a lot of mental load involved in the planning of the food. That said, you still don't have to do dishes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it does get easier. I it does a no mental load anymore. I really don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, no, I I don't at all. We don't have a mental load at all, and we can always, you know, I know that I'll always just take a bag of uh, gluten free hamburger buns if we're going away mm-hmm. somewhere. I know that it's just part of my life. I don't, I don't even think about it. So, but Laura, wow, you are amazing, and all of the information that you have shared is just oh gold. I I I I, I can't thank you enough for joining me today again and might be again soon when I get back you get you back with the Disney uh, (laughs) episode Uh, but sharing your expertise sharing your your passion and you can see it shining through and your love for this with all of our listeners please tell our listeners where they can find and follow you online absolutely um thank you so much guys if
0: you want to see more of this info and maybe find some resources to plan your vacation we are on youtube at five hungry travelers um that's f-i-v-e hungry travelers and on instagram we're also 500 travelers
1: but that one's with the number five (laughs) fantastic laura well thank you once again for joining me today listeners Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Soaring Child. I'm Dana Kay, your ADHD health practitioner. Keep on thriving. Thank you for listening to The Soaring Child podcast today. To learn more about how to help your child with ADHD soar using natural strategies, visit our website at ADHDthriveinstitute.com and follow us on social media at adhdthriveinstitute. Institute.